I have just launched a mastermind called The Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also gonna show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm gonna even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to IamJoelBrown.com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm gonna go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I am here today with Preeta G, who is a transformational leader and co-founder of the O&O Academy. Now, she's also the co-author of the forthcoming book called The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity and a Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. Now, I am so excited for Preetha G to jump in and to share with us today her insights and her wisdom, her experience that she has learned over so many years and how she's instilled this with her husband uh, into this book. And we're going to make this an actionable episode as well. So make sure you grab your pad and your pen. Preeta G, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you uh, jumping in and sharing your time with us today. So wonderful to be with you, Jalen, and all your audience this morning. Wonderful stuff. So Preeta G, I remember seeing one of your uh, TEDx talks a little while back around stress uh, and anxiety. And I, I think at the core, so many people are struggling with this nowadays. They have this perceived loss of control in their life. Now, can you give us a bit of an insight around like why this was something that you were so passionate about talking about? If we could touch on that, I'd love to then let it flow in whatever direction we need to go with this, uh, this awesome uh, conversation. Absolutely. The foundation of the work that we do is, um, is one powerful insight, which Krishnaji, my husband, shares with the world. He says that every one of us at any point of time are living only in one of two states. There is no third state. We are either living in a stressful state or we are living in a beautiful state. And behind everything that we see in our lives, behind war or peace, behind uh, politics or harmony, behind a generation that is peaceful or a generation that is disturbed, behind everything is the state that you are fueling constantly, a state either of suffering and stress that you're fueling or a beautiful state, beautiful state of calm and joy that you're nourishing. So if you're looking in a larger perspective, if you're looking at creating a more peaceful world, if you're looking at creating a more peaceful community, a more peaceful family, it is important that we bring attention to the foundation of our lives, which is our state of being. What is the state from which you are experiencing life? What is the state you're constantly living your life from? That becomes very important. I understand that many of us are struggling. The civilization is so fast-paced 
uh, we have focused our entirety or the entirety of a civilization is focused on what we do, how much we achieve, how much we can show to the rest of the world. And very little focus has been brought on how we experience life within ourselves. Uh, I would say that has become the major cause for the current epidemic that we are facing in terms of a stress-filled world. Um, it is important that we bring attention to the foundation of our consciousness, the foundation of our life, which is our consciousness. It is important that we bring attention to it and learn, learn the art of moving, uh, moving out of stress as and when it arises, rather than allowing it to build within yourself and uh, becoming your way of life. I meet participants across the globe and what I've seen again and again is we are so addicted to it. We are so used to living there. Though it is a very painful experience of life, though it is not a pleasurable experience, it is very painful to live in that state, but we get back into living it because we are used to being there. It has become our safe home, we are addicted to it, and we feel that is the way of life. Um, it is very important that we teach young children to help them move out of stress as and when it arises. I love this. This is such an important conversation. And I mean, we, the, the name of this podcast and my website is called Addicted to Success, right? And I have this conversation very often with people where I'd say, well, look, you've got to define what success is to you first. Because I think a lot of people are chasing this elusive thing that they think is going to bring them happiness. Once they get there, they realize like, wait, how come I'm not feeling what I thought I would? Or they feel it, but then why am I still not feeling it? It, it, they think it's this massive pot at the end of the rainbow filled with all this gold that's everlasting. And the truth is that you could then find your next stress to dive into <laughs> and make that your next mission if you wanted. So I, I want to really like narrow down on this and go, well, let's say people, yes, are addicted to their stress. And then you've got on the other side of that is happiness. Do we just go and go, let's just stack this whole thing with as much uh, happiness habits and things of that nature, rituals that will bring us happiness in our life? Or do we pay attention to the stress and go, what is here? Dive into it, accept it, move through it, let it go, and then move to happiness? Like, how, What's the process? Unless until you bring attention to your inner state, how much of our hacks we try, how much of our strategies we put in place, at the core is still stress. That is why we believe in deep processes which will uproot you from the stressful limiting experiences of life so that you would experience a beautiful consciousness and experience a beautiful life. And uh, coming back to the conversation that you had earlier, um, for, for Krishnaji and me, we are the founders of the Academy, um, to experience achievement, to have a nourishing relationship, to experience fame is not the be all of life nor is a beautiful state of consciousness the end all. What we are trying to, our vision is trying to bring together those, these two spectrums. And only in this coming together of these two, these two spectrums, we will be able to experience every bit and enjoy every bit of what we are trying to achieve and what we are trying to do. Mm, I love that. So is there any actionable exercises that you put into practice or you teach your students that you believe will bring people into more of a beautiful state? To start with, there is a practice called the serene mind. Uh, as I told you earlier, the majority of the problem lies 
or arises from the place that we are never used to bringing attention to our inner state. We are used to trying to change the external environment. We are used to trying to change the people around us or the situation. That is our usual way of performing an act. But instead, if you can pause for a few minutes and bring attention to your inner state and see exactly what is the state from which you're performing or you're responding to life. Is it from a state of anger, fear, insecurity, loneliness, sadness? Or is it from a place of calm, joy, peace, courage? It is important to bring attention to the state that you are experiencing within yourself. And it is very, very important to dissolve if it is a suffering state. If it is a stressful state, it is important that you dissolve that suffering that is arising and then perform those actions that is needed. All right. Thank you so much for clarifying that. That's really good. I find we can do it. It's just a three minute practice. Three minute practice. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. You know, I, I find myself really uh, getting back in tune with my inner state when I meditate. And I know there are so many different versions of meditation. I used to do transcendental meditation. For me, it's more like my relationship with God and having that time to be in that with him and being gratitude and appreciation. And, and sometimes I play like a little bit of like some chill music. I have the gladiator theme song, Lisa Gerard and Hans Zimmer. It's such a powerful song. And that gets me into this beautiful state. It's so crazy how like music can do that to you. And even like a smell, like I have my, uh, you know, my oils burning in the background. I have like the lavender or I have like uh, peppermint and it just has that really nice calming effect. And, and I think what we do so often, pretty G, is we, we're just like so disconnected and we're so in the social media world and we're, you know, in this urban jungle and we're not connecting with nature and we're not getting into a space of like, what do I actually feel like here with me, just me, no other outside distractions or stimulations. So, from your experience of you know, teaching different meditation practices, but also just this like mindfulness uh, practices, what would you say is the most profound thing, profound experience you've had or that one of your students has had where you're like, wow, this is just a whole new level of understanding that you now have in this space? The participants who are, whom, I, whom we touch, um, whose life we touch in our academy or in my travel across the globe, they have different experiences. It could be an experience of being able to free oneself from a painful past. It would be an experience of letting go of a pain that they have carried within their consciousness for decades. Or it could be a total restructuring of the entire consciousness. When you move away from feeling separate to feeling so expanded to include others. It is such a beautiful experience and say, they see very clearly that the cause of that separation is because of the suffering. They've been in a suffering state, in a state of stress, when you are in anger, or when you are in hate, or when you are in irritation, or when you're in sadness or loneliness, it is a state in which you feel totally separate from everybody else. You might be amidst many people, you might be a boss who's directing a huge organization. You might be in your family with, surrounded by beautiful people. But if you are an individual who's constantly living in a stressful state or who's constantly living 
um, living in a suffering state, that suffering state disconnects you, disconnects you from everybody across. And you feel very lonely and alienated and separate. And it is very painful. The greatest, the greatest, one of the greatest experiences that I have seen happen in front of my eyes is when a participant is able to cut through that separation and begins to feel expansion in one's consciousness to include others. It will be very stark because for a few, they probably would have experienced their life not in bursts of anger or bursts of hate or bursts of loneliness. They would have probably spent a majority of their life in that state. And for them to open up and come out and to experience a new world in that state of being connected to, with people, connected with life, connected with the organization, has a huge impact on the way they begin to experience themselves and a very huge impact on the way begin, they begin to experience life. It actually leads into creating a transformation in one's experience and a transformation in the reality itself. Oh, this is so deep. I love it. I love it. You're going there, Pritaji. <laughs> I love that. So can you break down for us the four sacred secrets? I want to know what the secrets are. Can you spill the beans? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, this book is a vision of Krishnaji and me to take spirituality or transformation in one's consciousness to the mainstream people, uh, to the mainstream society. Uh, uh, transformation has been limited to very few people earlier, to the seekers community earlier. But uh, what we want or what we intend or what we envision with this book is taking it to normal people in the families, working, creating a difference in their families and creating difference in the organizations. There are four sacred secrets that we share with the world. And uh, mastering the first sacred secret of a spiritual vision, you clearly redefine your purpose. You strike a balance between the inner world and the outer world. Mastering the second sacred secret of inner truth, the readers would have the ability to step out of stressful mental states into experiencing beautiful states of consciousness. And from those beautiful states, creating a life with enriching relationship and probably sustaining wealth and prosperity. In the third sacred secret, as you master the third sacred secret of accessing the universal intelligence, you move beyond the strategies, you move beyond hacks that you usually, uh, usually resort to for success in life. You access a power beyond your mind and you open up your consciousness, you open up your life into experiencing waves of new ideas, new intuition. And um, you move into the realm of happening and create synchronicities in the world around you. And mastering the fourth sacred secret, um, the fourth sacred secret of uh, spiritual right action, um, you, you acquire a blueprint that can cut through the life's ongoing dilemmas, whether to say yes or no, to be together or to separate, to persist, to pursue, persist or to resist, uh, to give up or to continue. We are constantly faced with these ongoing themes in our life. With a fourth sacred secret of a spiritual right action, you, have, you acquire immense clarity 
and great conviction about the actions that you perform in life. So these are the four sacred secrets and it is intended for you to experience a transformed state of consciousness and, for, for also, and also for you to experience or create a transformed reality. Well, I love that breakdown right there. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love it. Now, a lot of the listeners that are, that are tuning into this right now are about achieving more out of life, right? As you said before, like prosperity, uh, even, you know, gaining some form of like a higher level of achievement. Now, do you have any manifestation or visualization practices or frameworks that you uh, go to for your students or that you love to share? Absolutely. There is this soul sync meditation that we share with participants or with anybody across the whole world whom we, we come in touch with. Uh, it is a soul sync meditation which involves breath, which involves a practice of bringing attention to the breath pause that happens. And it actually leads you into a state of deep calm with everybody or a, sorry, a space of deep calm as well as a state of deep connection with life where you feel expanded beyond yourself. And, um, and in that state of connection, when you hold an intention and you see it manifest in your life, when you see it very clearly, because it is coming from a connected state, because it is emerging from a place of calm and from a place of deep connection with the entire universe, those intentions manifest in your life. We have seen this happen with thousands of participants. So it is a very beautiful meditation. It is called the Soul Sync Practice. It is just a nine-minute nine practice, and you can do it any time of the day. Um, we have participants do it in the morning when they wake up the first time, first thing in the morning or in, later in the evening. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, there's some incredible things that we still don't fully understand that are going on in the universe around us. And I read a, a study recently that said they, they did it scientifically studied it to show what was going on. And there was somebody like standing within a meter from someone and just sitting there with the intention of love and just pouring love into that person, you know, within their own thoughts. And the person next to them, their DNA was literally changing, like moving and changing form. Like it was insane. Right. And then they studied uh, the same person that was literally miles away and they were still having that effect. Like, it's just crazy how we're connected, how there's this like weave, weave and this woven like uh, connective strings across the universe that are like connecting us and, and connecting us to something greater than ourselves. And I love what you said before. It's like getting beyond yourself. And, and I really truly believe that in order to create something great in this world, we have to be, get beyond ourselves. We can't just be so in us and it's just about us. It's like you go in, right, to be able to, to see what's here and to sit with it, right? To be connected, but then go out, out there to create the incredible things so that you can share. Absolutely, Joel, because we believe that we are separate individuals. Somehow, the way the biology works, somehow because of the mirror neurons, we believe that we are separate. But the truth is we are not separate. We are uh, part of this uh, unitary movement of life, the single fabric of life. And the more we have the ability to move out of the separation, move into feeling connected with everybody else, I would say success is that. I would say success is that because not only you will be able to achieve from that state, but you would experience immense fulfillment from that state. 
every bit, every step that you take towards success, towards achievement, towards creating a great family, towards creating a great organization, begins with that state of feeling expanded. And what stops you from being in that state is your stressful state, is your state of suffering. Suffering is what that separates you from life. It's suffering is what that stops you from feeling that expansion. The more you feel expanded, the more you feel connected, you experience an immense power within your conscious consciousness to realize your dreams, to fulfill what you envision, both for yourself, for your family, and for the world. You get me excited. You get me pumped up. <laughs> I, I know this to be true because I know I got this same excitement and this expansiveness when I started Addicted to Success. I got it when I started the podcast. I got it when uh, my business partner and I, Emil Stingo, and I created our Elevate events out here. And, and I'm sure you got it when you started your academy and when you wrote your book. And it's, it's funny. It's like that expansiveness, it's got to also come from something else. Like, uh, do you believe that there's like some other things you have to be in alignment with in order for that to, to be in play? Like, what would it be if you could break that down? Definitely the first thing is to move out of suffering state. And second thing is to know that we are a part of a larger whole. And to understand that we are a part of this large. And we have an immense responsibility towards this large. Only in connection, there can be a great meaning. There can be a great purpose in life. As, as, uh, as Addicted to Success podcast is focused on creating a lot of success amidst individuals, helping individuals succeed in life. What Krishanji and I believe is it begins with a state of consciousness, which you believe too. And um, in order to be a successful business leader. In order to be a successful business leader, you need to have a wise and clear mind which is capable of making very quick decisions. But how, is it, how does that happen? It happens only when you experience a state of consciousness, when you are free of the inner clutter, when you are free of the knot that is tied up within you in conflicting states. To be a successful business leader, you need to be a person who's fearless, especially when the flow or the life is against you. That means you need, uh, need a mind which is capable of being calm. You need a mind which can be fearless. To be a successful leader, you need, you need to be an individual who does not succumb to pressure. That means needs a mind who does not give in to stress. To be a successful leader, you, may, you must be an individual who can, who can be an effortless team player. And you are an effortless team player only when you, can, you have a mind that can easily connect. To be a successful person in the outside world, you need to cultivate a mind that is free of clutter, that a mind that is calm, a mind that is fearless, a mind that is... Uh, connected. And it is very important to nurture and cultivate that mind by bringing attention to one's suffering state and knowing very clearly that you are a part of the whole and knowing very clearly there is an immense responsibility that is lying within you for creating the, the, the waves 
in the web of life. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Thank you, Pritaji. That's amazing. I'm, I'm uh, going to have to go back and listen to that a, a number of times to really let it like fully go in and sink in. I, I connected with that so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Pritaji, how can we get a copy of your book? Is it out? Do you have any other projects that you've got coming up? Uh, the Four Sacred Secrets is ready for pre-order. It is getting launched in, on the 6th of August. So it's available online. It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. So you can, the audience can just get it whenever it's launched. I love that. I love that. And was there anything else that you really feel is on your heart that you'd love to share with the Addicted to Success audience? Um, I believe that, uh, that your audience are individuals, young entrepreneurs who are looking for success. Um, and it's the same thing I've shared on my TED, TEDx talk from uh, China. Um, one thing that the civilization, there's a crisis in the civilization is a lack of purpose. And, um, yeah. and people are trying to arrive at purpose by trying to figure out what fascinates them or trying to see what they are good at. And uh, the truth is, or the reality is, a purpose is not contrived. You don't see what you're good at or you don't see what is fascinating you and pick this is the one that fascinates me. No. A true purpose or an extraordinary purpose, I would say, could emerge when you feel expanded, when you feel connected to people, when you feel connected to life. Gandhi did not say that I want to become the leader of, uh, of the nation in India. He, didn't, he did not start off with saying, I'm going to be the leader or the, or the Mahatma of this nation. But instead, he was feeling so connected with the suffering of the people of his nation, with the suffering of the people of India. And it is that state of connection that led him into performing those actions that is needed and which made him the father of the nation. Connection, sorry, um, purpose emerges from a state of connection. And it will be wonderful that if every one of you can learn to live in a state of connection, either, either with gratitude or by bringing deep appreciation to life or by, uh, I, or by holding the well-being of yourself along with the well-being of the other or by experiencing deep compassion with the lives of people that surround you. If not for this true state of uh, connection, what happens is we would drive our lives from a place of lack. We would drive our lives from a place of constantly seeking approval, constantly seeking appreciation, or from a place of insecurity, or from a place of anger. Many times what happens is we believe fear is uh, we sometimes equate fear to be uh, intelligence or anger to be inspirational or stress to be passion or worry to be love. We are mixed up. That's why we always say bring attention to oneself. Many people, when they discover what the state that is driving them, they're very shocked. So it is important that you free yourself um, from these states rather than um, and then arrive, from a, arrive at a place of connection and driving your life from the state of connection. This will give you a very clear purpose, a very clear sight into your life and the responses that you would give to life and um, the actions that you would perform would immensely nurture your own being and would also nurture the entire fabric. 
Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Prita G, yeah, I was thinking there are a lot of people that are blocked. There are a lot of people that are living in this anxiety. And I know sometimes it's easier to hear, like, you know, go within, right? Is there something that they can do if they find themselves in this state of this stress? And let's say it's been going on for like weeks or months where they just every day they just feel helpless. Is there any sort of practice or something that they can like, is like journaling, meditation, or like what, what would you recommend in this I space? I definitely recommend the serene mind practice, uh, George. Um, uh, ancient Indians talked about uh, fasting to be the best, best medicine. Um, the serene mind practice would be equivalent. So can, you, can, you say, can you say that again? Can you say that again? Is it like yes. Ancient Indians spoke about fasting. <laughs> Ancient, that's fine. Ancient Indians spoke about fasting to be the best medicine. And uh, they recommended fasting on the 11th day of the lunar calendar every month. Uh, equivalent of that fasting would be the serene mind practice where you are pausing and bringing attention to yourself. So if you want me to give it in steps, I can, it's just very simple. The first step is bringing attention to one's breath. Allow your breath to become deep and slow. Breath are the, like the reins of the horse, allows you to control your mind, your consciousness. So bringing attention to your breath, making it slow and deep is very important. The second step in the serene mind is Identify the exact emotion that is arising within. Um, it could be anger, it could be irritation, it could be loneliness, it could be sorrow, it could be anything, but identify the exact emotion. It could also be a place of peace, a place of calm, joy, love, connection. Identify specifically the exact emotion that is arising within you. After you identify, the third step is bring attention to the movement of your mind. As this emotion is arising within you, are you moving to a past experience? Is your mind moving to a past painful experience? Or your mind is constantly projecting a future experience? Bring attention to the movement of your mind. And please remember, you're not going to change anything. Always we are used to changing something, changing people, changing situations. That's what we're used to doing. But instead, when it comes to the inner world, we are not going to change, but we are instead going to bring observation, observe the exact emotion. At the end of it, you're going to visualize a light move from the middle of your forehead to the middle of your brain, that part of your brain where these, where these two fingers would meet. You're going to bring attention to the middle of the brain. It is that part of the brain that is responsible for experiencing greater connection, compassion, and expansion. So you're going to see a light move from the forehead to the middle of your brain, and you're going to see it glow there. And towards the end, um, bring back a smile onto your face and uh, attention to your breath, and you may open your eyes. It's best if you do this practice close times. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, if you're listening right now, make sure you go back. You can rewind it, pause it if you need to and, and sit with it for a bit, but rewind it and take note, write down these, these steps in this process. Pritaji, thank you so much. The setting my practice it. is like actually weeding out the suffering state or the stressful state as and when it is arising. And it is that pause that helps you weed it out and experience life back again. Yes, this is powerful stuff, powerful stuff. 
Pritaji, thank you so much for spending this time with us today and instilling your wisdom in us. I can't wait for your book to come out. I'm definitely going to get my hands on it. If you're listening right now, get your hands on this book, The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, A Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. This is with Pritaji and her husband, Krishnaji. Okay, so make sure you check that out. And uh, Pritaji, I have one last question for you. We wrap up every interview with this question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech, to the world, to the fabric, <laughs> what would that last 30 seconds sound like? As you're nurturing a beautiful state in your consciousness, please understand it is not for you alone. The largest part of the suffering that we see in this world is because there are individuals responding or reacting to life from a suffering state. If you are an individual who's nurturing a beautiful state, you are immensely powerful to create a beautiful life for yourself. You are immensely powerful to create a beautiful life for the people around you, in your family, in your society. And you're also responsible, um, your, your state is also responsible for creating a beautiful future for the future generation. Please understand your transformation does not stop with your, you alone. It leaves a huge ripple in this world. And if we're looking at our children, our grandchildren living in a beautiful world, a more peaceful world, it is important that you nurture a beautiful state right now.